This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. For those who have been living under a rock, Israel is going through one of its most turbulent times in its history. Tens of thousands of people have taken to the streets to protest against the judicial reforms offered by the Netanyahu government, with economists warning of dire consequences and left-wing politicians warning of a dictatorship. <clears throat> Meanwhile, our enemies are watching and taking advantage of the situation as reserve Air Force pilots and other intelligent corps reserve officers refuse to show up for duty. The situation has led to a deep dive, deep divide within Israeli society, with families and friends cutting ties and blocking each other on social media. It has become almost impossible to have a calm and rational conversation about this issue without being called a dictator or a racist. Or I'm going to even skip the last part. Okay. <laughs> Today, dear listeners, we will explore whether it is, in fact, possible to have a civil conversation. I'm, I'm pretty confident that we'll succeed about this contentious issue. To do that, we invited back a friend of the podcast, Lilach Sigan. Lilach is an accomplished journalist, commentator, and author based in Israel. She has wor worked for major publications such as Haaretz and Globes and is currently a regular contributor to Ma'ariv, Recently, she conducted a study on the coverage of Israel in the New York Times, which she published in Ma'ariv and other media outlets and became an academic study for Bar Ilan University. We are super happy to have her on the show today to talk about the current events. We should say Lilach uh, is, a, uh, is opposed to the reform, I think it's safe to say. Yes. Um, so it should. That's why we're hoping to have a, right. yeah. a fruitful conversation about this contentious issue. Uh, and it wasn't I, easy to like. We approached several uh, very potent uh, anti-reform. Yeah, prominent but you know, I don't know if that's fair because uh, we're a small time, so you know. I don't know. You could say, but anyway, thank know. you very much for joining. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being here last time. Thank really, you. Really, I thought you. it was. I thought it was great talking to you guys. Uh, even though, you know, we, we didn't agree on everything back then either, but I think we had a really good talk. Yeah. Uh, and I think it even did pretty well on, you know, on the listener, the, the, the numbers, was, the yeah, listenership. Yeah. And, uh, I was very happy when you offered to come back. Yeah. And it started from a Twitter. It's yeah. It started from Twitter. It yeah. started from Twitter. But before we start on that, can we go back for a minute, uh, and, kind of um, recap. do a wrap-up. Yeah, a recap and a wrap-up of the New York Times yes. study yes. because we just figured out before I came that it was almost a year ago when I was here. And I yeah, was just I like recently. in the beginning. Yeah, I was like, I had like four months data and, you know, we had this whole big conversation about it and I thought maybe I would make it into a book and, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with it once it was finished and um, I can tell you the end now. <laughs> I mean, okay. I can tell you what happened. Um, so first of all, I had amazing yearly results, which are super, super strong. Uh, I'm starting with the good side, okay? Uh, well, good and bad, really. Um, you know, it's very, very hard to read 
uh, a news outlet, a, a media outlet every day and read all these long stories in the New York Times, you know, I, they're, they're really long. And some there, there were 361 articles about Israel in the New York Times during 2022. So imagine I read each and every one of them. I read it's every word. It's basically an article a day. It's basically an article a day. And sometimes there's nothing. And so, including Saturdays and, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, sometimes there's nothing. And sometimes there's three articles or yeah, four yeah. articles in one wow. day. So it became pretty heavy. Uh, at some point, I, you know, I st when I started it, I thought it would take me five minutes a day to kind of, you know, I, I'd log on to the website. I'd read all the stories and I'd write something. And, but it became this big thing. Uh, and as the time went on, you know, I did a six-month review I, I put all the data together and after that and got a lot of reactions and that's when the um, Barilan professor Eitan Gilboa mm -hmm. who is very renowned in the, um, in the field of communications and uh, uh, and public diplomacy he uh, offered me to do a study about uh, my project it was a project that's until awesome. then yeah and then it became an academic study all of a sudden and I immediately said yes because I didn't know how long it would take <laughs> you know to actually write the study it it took me a really long time I put everything aside I I'm working on a new book I put that on the side I I just really sat for like I don't know between six and 12 hours a day in front of my laptop and worked on this academic article i you, you know putting all the data together and no chat gpt no chat gpt no nothing not even okay. once okay not even once i swear i That's did it everything it could have taken you the, five minutes the, oh, i know i know i know i know maybe i'll redo it maybe i'll redo it and just uh, just yeah. to see what you know comes what up. you know what's the most disappointing thing about chat gpt and what? gpt4 which by the way guys we talked a bit about before we started recording yeah but uh it's the fact that you put a ton of effort into something and then you, I did, we did this, right? I don't remember what it was. And then you give it to it, and you give it to ChatGPT, and you say, make this better, and it makes it better. It really makes it, it better. It makes you feel awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work on something for hours, oh my and then God. you give it to it, and it just makes it better. Oh, my God. You know, I wonder what would, I, I, I write fiction. My, the novel that I'm working on, it's fiction, but it's in Hebrew. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's mind-blowing. I, yeah, I can't yeah. even, okay. I told you, I can't contain it emotionally. But you <laughs> But you so, spent all this time on the academic study. Right. Okay. So and, just the results. Let's let's talk results for a minute. Yeah, yeah. First of all, uh, I, I had really, it's, it's very hard to take all the data and come and say, okay, bottom line, you know, I don't have an hour now to tell you what the bottom line is, right? You I can't give I us like a, a scoop. New York Times is anti-Semitic. No, because, because that's already interpreting. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to There's say... There's no way to empirically prove that? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Okay, okay. I mean, but you Fair can... Enough. What you can do yeah. is you can say that they use, they, the occasional use of anti-Semitic trope is troubling, okay? Because during 2022, the words Israel and apartheid appeared together in New York Times articles 39 times. Okay, wow. that, that's, that's a lot. And it's just occasional, okay? Once, uh, I'll give you an example. Like one time it was uh, in a film review, uh, some Palestinian, I don't know, m made some film and it was a review about the film and it starts with that it gives you a peek into what life is like in an apartheid state. 
Like it's a fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you so, have data on that 39 times? Like how many of them are stating it as a fact while how many of them are, you know? Well, uh, no, I didn't go into that okay. because it's only 39 times. It's yeah, not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot, but it's not that many. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So 39 times, but, but when you uh, compare that, for instance, to how many times did the words Hamas and terrorist organization appear together in New York Times articles during 2022? And the answer is 13 times, one third of the times. But Hamas is a terrorist organization. The U.S. State Department says so, not me, not you, okay? The U.S. State Department's on the list of foreign uh, terrorist organizations. And Israel is not an apartheid state. But Bella Hadid says so. Exactly. With all due respect to the the, State Department. The claim, the claim... Even, Even if you disagree... Exactly. With the idea exactly. that Israel is a, isn't an apartheid state, I can I think you have to be insane to not agree that that is less of a controversial, like more of a controversial statement than Hamas is a terrorist organization. No, I think what, you know what I, I would mean? say, I I totally know what you mean, but what I would say is that one, that Israel is an apartheid is an apartheid state. That's a claim. It's not a fact. Hamas is a terrorist organization is a fact. So the claim appeared three times more than the fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not right. There, yeah. they, there can't be a logical explanation to that. And that's what I tried to find in the study, to find ridiculous things that cannot be explained logically and cannot be considered journalism, professional journalism. Biases. Basically. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's not even bias. It's like you're not telling the story. Okay, if you're saying that Israel is an apartheid state, which is a claim, three times more than you're saying that Hamas is a terrorist organization, which is a fact, you're not telling the story. Yeah, you're telling the story very in a very very wrong way. So um, I'll just give more examples. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a really good one. This was not the best one. Uh, The best one was that during 2022, it was a peak year in terror. Okay, there uh, the ISA. Um, published the the uh, numbers. There were over two thousand six hundred terror attacks, uh, small ones and big ones, during twenty twenty two, which is uh, the most since two thousand and fifteen, and it even exceeds two thousand fifteen a little bit. Two hundred four of them were uh, considered significant terror attacks. Okay, like big ones, which uh, globally, uh, yeah, um, and. Um, how many times uh, did the words did the word Hamas appear in a headline or a subheadline in New York Times items, articles, whatever during 2022, which was a peak terror year in Israel? How many times? Fifteen. You want to try? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, the answer is four. Oh goddamn! Okay. I thought you were like seventeen. And, <laughs> I was like, and only one of them was negative toned. What? Yeah. And how many times did Islamic Jihad appear in headlines or sub or subheadlines? I'm afraid to guess. Eight. Uh. Twice. They were both negative, if it makes you feel any better. But 100% negative. How many times yeah. did Hezbollah appear in a headline or subheadline? Zero. Twice. 
once was negative. So we have four negative. What's positive? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what no, no, it's positive? like neutral. It's ah, not okay. anything that you can that you can say is you know makes them look yeah. bad or or good. The, basically, they were not covered. Okay, it, that's it what it shows. It appeared in a best of 2020, best moments of 2022 <laughs> list. <laughs> so I I was able to show that they they did not cover terror organizations, which Israel deals with every single day during 2022, which was a peak terror year. Wait, okay, I want to get this straight though. Again, the, we got a then we it was a peak terror forward. year yeah. for for of terror attacks in Israel. Yes. There were 200 and? 2,600. In Israel? In Israel. Terror in Israel and, uh, and Judea and Samaria. In 2022? Yes. You count like uh, yeah, you stones can... and stuff like that? No. Attempted? No, no stones. Stones At- are not in it. Attempted? No, not attempts, but, but terror. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with terror. casualty. Yeah. yeah, of course. But and 204 like... of them were... Uh, were uh, also not all of them with casualties, but really? 204 of them 2, were... 2,000? Over 2,000. 2,600. You can look in Which the... means every wow. day you had... Every day. Yeah, every, you had yeah. multiple. You had multiple, yeah. So how did we hear about it? You heard only about the significant ones, which were 204. Wow. Which, you know, so, that's that makes sense, right? Because it was about once or twice a week mm-hmm. during last year. Some weeks a little more, some weeks a little, a little less, but that was the average. Okay. So yes, it was a peak terror year. You can you can actually mm. Google it mm-hmm. uh, in the ISA website. It's all there. All the wow. numbers no, are it there. It makes me feel like we live even, even more in a bubble in Tel Aviv. No, yeah. I think everyone lives in a bubble. Like yeah. we're we're all in a bubble because how yeah. can you fathom those? Like how can you live yeah. Yeah. your life where every hour there's a but right. uh, there's a good. We set- just had one today. Yeah true um but there there's a good segue you you told me um to the reforms from your study right oh right okay so uh, i told you about how um it's not as good when you call it a segue well. though i have to say <laughs> no but but what happened was when i finished when i finished writing it yeah. that was like at the end of the year okay it was like december early january it took me uh, you know a couple of more weeks into january and then uh i finished the study which went to you know peer review and all kinds of stuff in the academic world which i really know nothing about i must admit this is all done by Professor Guilbois, who is really an expert. And I just kind of gave it to him and said, okay, we'll be in touch, something like that. Uh, because it takes a long time. It's not like, you know, it's not the world that I'm used to, which is journalism and everything is just very instant. So um, I started to take care about, uh, you know, um, about media. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted I wanted to uh, Israelis to know about this study. I wanted... American Jews to know about this study, Americans who are not Jews to know about this study. So, you know, I started to uh, sell it to uh, uh, news organizations and everybody was like, nobody was indifferent, okay? Everybody who saw it was like, could not believe the numbers. Uh, The numbers are very, you know, they scream uh, from the study. But um, so I did get some, uh, some coverage, but at some point, the judicial reform became such a huge thing that there was no room for anything. Mm. And everybody kept telling me, listen, it's great, but not, not now. Or, you know, it's, and this is 
you know, back at the end of January and beginning of February, when it was still not as In every, diapers. yeah, it just got worse and worse. And we're not talking about anything else. We're not, we're literally not talking about anything yeah. else. Yeah. So this really, I think this is, uh, uh, this is one of my problems with, uh, with what's happening now in Israel, because we can't, we can't fight things that normally we would be able to fight together. Uh, because we're fighting over the reform. And uh, this is something that we all agreed on, even though we don't agree on the reform, but we can't do anything with it at the moment because there's too much noise. And whenever somebody talks about Israel, it's about the reform and about the extremism of the government. But is that, I mean, like, in your eyes, should we all calm down? because it's not the end of the world and we need to focus on other things? Or is it we have to get this thing out of the way and deal with it as soon as possible because it's so critical? And you, meaning, do you, think, do you see the, the um, allocation of resources or attention or energy to this thing as legitimate or illegitimate, I guess is what I'm asking. You, you gave me two options. Okay. Uh, and I think there's another option. Okay. And the other option is to understand that we went way too far with our inner division. And we need to stop and look at this and understand that this is what we have to deal with at the moment. This is the most urgent thing that Israel should deal with. I've been I've been seeing it for a long time, but this is I think it really came to a point where we're we're literally breaking. We can't but- run the country. So it's not should we calm down because nobody's you know hundreds of thousands of people who go out on the street are not going to calm down. Obviously, if you know, they I could. Guess, how could they? I mean, by by calming down. But they, it could be that like there is a scenario mm-hmm. that the reforms pass and then they calm down. I know that that's the scenario that the government is thinking about and kind of saying. I don't know. I don't think what, they are. I think they are. This is what I've been scared, hearing. But. Uh, well, you know, I think they started to get a little they're starting scared to talk about backing, with the pilots. They're basic. No, but I'm, yeah, I'm saying yeah. they're backing off two ma- two of the four major clauses for now. For now, I think we have come to. I mean, you know, I'm a little older than you guys, just a little, <laughs> right? If you say no, so. I've I've never experienced anything like this in Israel, and to me, it's really frightening. And scary as hell. I gotta tell you, I gotta I, tell I, you. I, we were just talking about this. Yeah. I don't buy it. Like, I'm not that you feel that way. I, yeah. I, I believe you don't you. feel that way. I don't buy that. Yeah. I, I think that it's a narrative that's being pushed, and I don't take it at face value. This idea that we're on the brink of civil war. It's like, come on. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of protesters. There were a bunch of protesters on the street in 2011. There were, there were, I think, tenfold maybe yeah. what we have today. And, and I mean, I don't, I wasn't as involved politically and, you know, uh, I wasn't reading the news as much back then. So I don't remember if anybody said anything about like, this is a brink of anything, but, but I feel like maybe the tones are a little higher, but like, I'm not, what I'm saying is I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not convinced either way, but I'm not going to take it at face value that we're in some dire straits right now. Okay. I think, you know what I'm thinking that maybe, um, Different people uh, take what's happening on different levels and maybe different magnitudes. It's like, you know, for me, this is very, very real. And I think the people who are out on the street are truly frightened. Okay, they're not, it's not like 
a narrative and these people are not stupid and they're not, you know, uh, not people that you can just, uh, no, push general, out of, generalize. Absolutely. No, no, I mean, I go, I go to the protests. Okay. Yeah. So I know who I see there. I see like people who would never go out and protest who usually you would see, you know, in the airport going on, uh, maybe private planes and stuff like, you know, people who are disconnected in a different way from the, uh, you know, the, the, um, the scenery, like uh, people who stand at the top of the biggest companies in, in yeah. Israel. Yesterday, an, an anecdote, yesterday I was walking on Rothschild and it was the, the end of the demonstration, mm -hmm. Saturday night, and I passed by the, there's this huge um, tower where Facebook headquarters is also mm -hmm. uh, the biggest tower in Rothschild. And I saw protesters who probably live there coming back and going to probably like their their offices fit no I, it's there. also i think uh an apartment building? yeah i think so there's also maybe apartments there but i saw i saw like very prominent people coming back from uh, so yeah. yeah so it's it's a very unusual uh situation and people really do believe okay and me uh, i'm one of them people really do believe that this reform is not a real reform but it's a way to turn israel into a different way of governing which is not exactly a democracy okay i'm not going to call it uh an autocracy or a dictatorship these are big words and they have many meanings you know when we think dictatorship we're like oh come on really israel israelis are going to be under a dictatorship the thing i think um that the way that you kind of gave me two options before uh I think we, we have come to this kind of, first of all, binary thinking, okay? That it's either this or this. It's either black or white. I'm either for it or against it. Everything that's a little more complex has kind of been pushed out of our discourse, and which I think is terrible because you can't really have a true discourse when you, when you talk like this, okay? It's like if you're giving me two options. Coffee machine, okay. turning off. Okay, so protesting, um, <laughs> right? I'm gonna take it with me next Saturday. Next yeah. Saturday. Okay, so uh, that's one thing. Another thing that I see is taking a big part in this is social media, and I have to tell you something. I want to be frank for a minute, okay? I mean, I came here when I came here almost a year ago, and oh, you contacted me, and you said you saw something, and you want, you know, we you. I, I didn't really know your persona on uh, Twitter before I came. And I came here, and we had a great talk, and I thought you, really, I thought you guys were really great. And that two you nice were, Jewish boys. Two nice I mean, uh, not even, I, I would say more than two nice Jewish boys. You're intelligent, you, you're promising, you know, you, you do things. You, Stop. Th Keep going. <laughs> no, seriously. She and was yet, talking about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you do this every week shows something. I don't know. It shows that you have values, you care, you, you want to do something significant. For me, it means something. Thank so you. you're Wait, welcome. Here comes the Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's why I <laughs> said thank you the before hammer. the butt. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. Really. Okay. But I got to tell you, when I see, I, I don't follow you. I, I think maybe that, I should. You're I'm not, not that, that active. I'm not that prominent on, tr on Twitter, but Good when I you. am, I'm a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll okay. put that out there. I'm pretty, because I mean, okay. Twitter's like a dumpster fire. So if like you're going to jump in a dumpster fire, 
Like but you it, might as well be. Yeah. We look at know? it differently. See, okay, yeah. for me. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when we started talking about it, I was thinking, okay, you perceive Twitter in a different way than me. It might be the age gap. It might be something else. I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm on social media in order to talk to people for real, not, you know, not to argufy or be a troll or say, I don't know. No, I'll, I'll, not I'll to give be you in a this. Fight. I don't, I don't really try. I, what I do is when I see people who are, uh, offensive mm-hmm. or have crossed the line of, of healthy discourse in my eyes, then I troll. Okay. Okay. Oh. But meaning I, I don't have a problem with troll, but I, I usually am trying to have a, a meaningful conversation. I usually don't say offensive things. And when it's in other forums other than Twitter, I'm not, I'm really not active on Twitter. But the punchline but, was about me, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. yeah I was talking the... about, no, sorry. So yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah, yeah. finish what I was line. going to say. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. And, I, when I started seeing your tweets, I was like, what happened to now? <laughs> I, like, I know this guy. What's going on? I, I couldn't, you know, I, I really couldn't. Bridge the gap. <laughs> I, have, I obviously have a problem containing things emotionally because I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the gap. And I was thinking to myself, if we hadn't met first and we only met on Twitter, mm-hmm. I would have never come here. I would have never come here because I would think, no, there's no way I now can talk to this guy. Now I know why we can't guy. get other guests. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I, I don't know. It's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, uh, and then, you know, I started answering you every once in a while because, you know, I know you. If I didn't know you, I would never answer you. You're, mm-hmm. you're somebody who I would, I, I would never. Why? Because it's just Would you block too him? F- no, I don't block okay. anybody. Good. I don't good, block good, anybody. Good. I'm not a blocker. No, but why wouldn't you answer? Because it's just too way off. It's too way off. You, I would perceive you as somebody I can't really talk to. But can you give? I really try to. I really try to talk to people I be on an Twitter. Objective, uh, third One minute. Party and ask One questions. minute. One minute. Okay. But uh, look, for me, I, 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 I can't relate to what you're saying. I can't mm-hmm. understand it because you know I'm also I'm. I have very strict red lines, which I never cross. And when I look at Twitter, like 80% of Twitter is way worse than me. Yes, I may I have- I agree, by I the way. I may have, I may have like, I'm, I'm very opinionated. I have my agenda, but I like, unless someone really goes on me hard personally and, you know, just, cursing and and calling names no i, I didn't see know, that on your twitter account no, you're but, right but no but that's, you're not that's most of the of the yeah. discourse you know so i i never curse i never i never go for ad hominem you, you know i i okay you know what i'm saying you know what i don't have examples i i didn't bring examples okay. with no, but me, there's but an I, example i'm just telling a... you a feeling that mm-hmm. i had okay i'm trying to relay a feeling maybe but your problems were 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 not like with the way of discourse but with the ideas i was expressing i think you were expressing very extreme ideas mm-hmm. okay and when somebody expresses such extreme ideas or stands it doesn't feel that you can you can talk to them in any way and the the reason that i do answer you every once in a while is because i know you and mm-hmm. I, and so i can kind of you know separate these things yeah so i'm i'm saying this again it might be me and the fact that you know i i 
I'm older than you guys and I, I belong to a different generation. And uh, and it might not, I don't know. And also I think, one, one last point, I think it's like, you know, sometimes on WhatsApp, like the worst thing you can do is, uh, I was always telling Eitan from my experience, is to get into a WhatsApp fight with your partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, because you can't thing. really read it right. You yeah. can't read it well. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> no, really. You can't when we it. fight, we always resolve things through writing. Because, but on because, WhatsApp? Yeah. Oh, we do emails. It cleans, <laughs> <laughs> there's the generational gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it cleans the intonation. I don't know. When I you think, talk... I, 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 think, I think it's... Uh, well, I guess it's a matter. But the, my point is that Twitter, you know, you have, the, the, you have very strict limitations... You can't express... It's not a place to express deep ideas, right? It's a place to make very simplified arguments. But it's kind of a place to fight. I think it became a place yeah. where we fight. It it's is. not a place where we talk and maybe convince each other, maybe say something that you didn't think about. Maybe you say something I didn't think about. It's not a place where we can really develop ideas in a positive way. That's what I think about yeah. Twitter. And I by agree. the way, I've been thinking about it for a long time because the reason that I was tweeting my New York Times findings every day was because I really didn't want to be on Twitter anymore. It just became too dirty for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I said, you know, I, I might as well dedicate my account to this. And now that I finished it, I hardly tweet. But sometimes I answer people, you know, so I get I wanna, into conversations. I want to pull us back because okay. we, we didn't come here to talk about Twitter. Right. Um, w- let's go back to the reforms for a second. Okay. What are the main issues you see? Why do you think this is going to lead to a okay. less democratic state? Uh, I'm just going to say that I think the yeah. way that Twitter does have something to do with it because it kind of brings us into this kind of uh, mindset where we can't really develop the complex ideas together mm-hmm. but you know we we kind of we bring the fights from twitter okay maybe i agree not that's why as, we have this podcast right yeah, so no, no, first absolutely. of all it's great that you have it uh so let's talk about the reform why do i think it's bad um and uh you know it's it's crazy because i was never uh you know i was never someone who would stand for the judiciary Never. And I wrote so many articles against their rulings and so many things that they did upset me. And I thought that they were, you know, uh, they, they were, um, they took too much power. I did think so. So I'm, I'm one of those who thinks that there should be a reform, but I also see the more complex situation. If we're talking facts, I look at the reform, there is a set of new laws that uh, they want to pass in zero time. Why? Why do we have to do it so fast? Why do we have to do it like in the, in the uh, during the first three months of the new government? That that's the first thing I don't like. Okay. Uh, the second thing is passing all these laws together. One of them, the first one is uh, for politicians, not just politicians, but the coalition, to choose the judges, which means that the judges are going to feel you know obligated to uh, be liked by the politicians in power, which I don't like. Uh, not that I think the, the committee at the moment is the, is the best way to do it, but I think it's more or less uh, balanced. And if you want to change it, you can, you know, you can 
balance it in a different way. Maybe the uh, the lawyer association shouldn't be there. I I, I agree to that. But I, once the um, the coalition is actually dominates this committee, it's problematic. That's the first. But and this is only one thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that I might be able to live with if it was alone. But to this, we're adding um, the. Um, The override clause. The override clause. The override clause by a regular majority of 61, which means that... Not a regular majority. It's a regular majority. It's a a proportional majority. Yeah, but it's like... A a regular majority could be 32 to 17, like, uh, you know, the Chok Yesod, Kvod Adam V'Chavuto passed. Right. That's a regular majority. I I accept this uh, tikkun. But... uh, what it means is... 60, the, see, I have to add to that that 61 is not an easy majority to scrape together, which is the reason that we super were... super easy. Which is the reason we were in election after election after election yeah. for four, for two years. But Three we were in election, election after election <laughs> after election because we are divided. No, but I'm saying it, it's, a pr- it's, it's case in point that it's not easy to get 61 people on the same page. Okay, but uh, given that you do, I mean, I, th- that's a different thing, okay? Because in a normal situation, you're supposed to be able to form a coalition of more than 61, okay? The, the Jews, thing here... We're never normal. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is that you have, at the moment, you have a 64, uh, uh, a coalition of 64, which is, you know, the, they vote together on everything. They voted together on Until things that don't. were... Until they don't, you know. Who knows? But okay, let's say let's the continue. Mishmat Koalitsionit. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Mishmat Koalitsionit. This is how they're voting. The last... De facto, this is how they're voting. Only no, goes no, so no, far. But, but the, the, the last time that we had a full-term Knesset was ages ago. Okay, wait a minute. This is just the Meaning second every one. Every Knesset <laughs> okay. falls apart because of, uh, what is it called? The Atzbati uh, Yemun. This this uh, this particular government, I don't see falling apart by its bad. No, but I'm just saying in the last 20 years, every goddess woman has reached a point where the 61 or the 65 or whatever, the, the 60 can't get, get together and agree on something, whether it's Chokegius or whatever it is. They can't get together and then, boom, they fall apart. Okay, that's the second one. Okay. And then we have the persecute, persecutors. Prosecutor, the, the, the state prosecutor, and the attorney general. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with okay. splitting this role. Let's yeah. Put this aside. This is totally. <laughs> this is totally fine. You mean to split the? Uh, no, the to rules. not only, not only that. I'm uh, only yeah, fine yeah, with yeah. that. Ah, okay. No, that's not I'm even on the table right now. It's not What's even on the, on the table. Exactly. No. It's not even on the table. You're right. No, it's on the table. It's not on the table. It's the it's the advisors. It's the, advisor, the legal yes. advisors. Uh, which are under the attorney general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they want the, uh, the, so they want to stop that as well. And not that I think that these advisors are amazing. Okay, I just understand. Okay, I'll, I'm just going to yeah. say everything. Just first, to, okay? so it's clear to our listeners, the attorneys general uh, advice is today uh, seen as uh, uh, obligatory, and they want to make it just advisory. Meaning, the the they want to take their the own minister, advisors. Yeah, the minister can decide whether to take it or not. And, no, that's and something. Yeah, no, that's not what they want. What yeah. they want is to appoint. They want to appoint their own legal advisors, legal advisors which yeah. will not be under the attorney general, yeah. but under the politicians. Which and sounds okay. Their advice will not be obligatory. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they want to do both these things, yeah. which is going a very extreme way in order to solve problems that I know occur with the legal advice. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that once, once that you have all these all a, these things <laughs> what you're doing okay yeah, yeah. what you're doing is actually saying okay i don't want the judiciary to to decide anything about the uh the executive uh government right. mm -hmm. i don't i don't want them to be able to say anything i don't want them to be able to be to uh to say no you're doing something wrong here or you're doing something wrong there the government will be able to do whatever it wants get its own legal advice advisors mm -hmm. and not be you know and and whatever uh uh bagats um, supreme court supreme court will uh uh rule against they will be able to override to mm -hmm. over yeah. so okay so that means that there's no that there's no checks and balances but it's half accurate what you're okay. saying there's a couple of i think which are being just kind of overlooked, mm -hmm. meaning if all 15 judges, A, if all 15 judges vote that a legislation needs to be knocked down, it has a stronger, you, don't, you can't override it until the next term. Meaning you can't immediately. Yeah, but that's very rare. Okay, it's, it's very it, rare. I don't think it would be so rare with the current makeup of the court. But anyway, no, that's not true. The current on. makeup of the court is not as extreme as no, no. no as but I'm just saying. saying that if the Knesset passed that all redheads needed to be murdered, I would like to believe that any makeup of the court yeah. would knock it okay. down. So, so I'm saying there. That's one thing that's very important mm -hmm. is that. 15 judges all together in a unanimous vote. The Supreme Court has 15 judges in Israel. All 15 unanimous vote can knock down a legislation and it will hold until the next uh, Knesset. Mm -hmm. And if the next Knesset wants to pass it again, then yes, they can pass it again. But again, the Supreme Court and all 15 but of the judges But that's only if it's all 15. And just think that the government is going to appoint four of them in the next year. I'm just saying that there is... So, there, yeah, no, okay. I so agree, at least one I'm of them is going to probably vote... You're saying checks and balance, balances. No, but this is what I'm saying. This, this, this is too extreme. You're not going to get 15 out of 15 you, you for are, regular issues and not just killing all the redheads, okay, but which red, is a crazy so I'm example. Saying, but exactly. So regular issues won't be knocked down. Meaning, the, but the, right. the original claim was that cra like the government can do whatever it wants. The, right. the right. implication there is that the government can go to extremes and there's nothing to check it. So I'm saying, in extremes, there are 15 judges. Now, you're okay. saying one of the judges will probably okay. vote against because they'll be appointed by the government. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm but the saying, second thing yeah, is okay. that an override mm -hmm. requires 61, and it's not always easy. So if 13 judges knock down a legislation, which can then be overridden by the Knesset, I'd, I actually would like to think that one of the 61 or maybe even two or maybe even three or maybe even four are going to look at that and say, hmm, that's a kind okay. of an indication that I, you know, I don't know if I want to go to elections again next uh, next month. year or next two or next month when I voted, you know, uh, to uphold this extreme law. Are you sure that 15 judges are going to vote against it? No, I'm saying even I'm not. 13. I'm saying even if not enough to block an override. Or not. I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. No, no, maybe agreed. Agreed. and maybe agreed. not. Agreed. Okay. What Agreed. I'm saying is that uh, you it need... It gives more power to the Knesset. It, Absolutely. Not to the Knesset, to the, execu to the government. The Knesset has no power. 
Of course, this it does. I, I don't get this okay. argument. Okay, yeah. I will explain That's why. Good... Okay, I, I I don't know how you, how you say mishmat koalitionit in uh, co- English. Coalition uh, discipline. Veto. Discipline. Coalition yeah, discipline. coalition discipline. Let's call it coalition discipline, which means that uh, you know the, before the government is formed, there are agreements, and on these agreements, uh, the the parties decide that you know we're going to do A, B, and C, and everybody's going to vote on it under discipline, whether they're for it or against it, right? So People uh, have broken this discipline. Yeah, but, uh, but what I'm looking at the moment is a government. Okay, what, what do I see? I see 32 people from Likud, which is, you know, uh, uh, centrist right uh, uh, party, and 32, the same number of people which are radical. The Haredim, okay, they have, uh, I, I think they're completely out of control. I think they, they, they have, I don't know, they, they have developed into believing that they can just ask for whatever they want and they keep raising the bar and raising the bar and raising the bar and they've broken, broken all the glass ceilings okay, for, uh, for budgets and for, for all kinds of rights that they want. They don't want the Supreme Court to have any, any power over the government because they want to pass laws that are not uh, equal, that are against equality, okay? So I am very much against this, and I know that they, they can... Uh, uh, they can... Shachachti tamila le'ayem. They can threaten. threaten. They can threaten the, the the government for leaving, and the government really wants to stay together, and they can get anything they want. So I don't know what kind what kinds of laws they're going to pass. They're going to pass whatever they want, and this is now. I think a long time, you know, when when what we're seeing right now is two thousand and the beginning of two thousand twenty three. Things get more extreme as time passes. We all became more extreme as time passed. That's why we're so divided. So in five years, we might be in places that we can't even imagine now because other things are, have happened and the bar has been raised again and it's and again and again and we're used to, you know, different, uh, uh, a different reality. And I don't know what they're going to pass. I can't even think about it. I don't want them to have this power just because somebody really wants to be prime minister. But okay? as it is today, I, I want to understand, like, I get your opposition but as it is today do you not see any problem with the fact that the supreme court basically holds supreme power i do okay. i do so how do you but, suggest limiting okay it? first of all what i'm saying is and the attorney generals by the way if because i want to i want you to speak to that point as well because if okay if if i am obligated as a minister to abide by my legal counsel mm-hmm. then how do, he's my boss what, yeah he's my boss no i'm well, obligated he can decide whatever he wants well, you know, he's the one who appointed you and he's your boss, but you're supposed the minister to be... The minister is the, is the, is yeah, the attorney general. boss. You're supposed boss. to be serving the state and not the minister, okay? That's the concept. The concept is that you're serving the state and you, you uh, present the law and not you don't present the minister the who is a is politician who has been... He's not a politician. He's an elected official. But he's also a politician. No, he's a politician. If you def- like define how he behaves, he is an elected official, meaning he's representative he's both. of the people. Let's say that he's both. No, 
Why not? I, I'm a, are, you're a politician. I'm a politician? Yeah. Why am I a politician? I don't know, you network with people. You do a give and take no, with people. No, but I'm not in politics. In order to get what you want. But it's I'm I, not. I'm a politician. No, but I, when I'm saying a politician, I'm saying somebody who is, who his uh, profession is a politician. What, no, but that's not a profession. It is a profession. That's not a profession. Nobody gets paid to be a politician. He's an elected <laughs> official. Yeah, but That's the main core issue here, I think, in, our, in okay. the conversation in Israel. You, you will notice, like, all the hate goes to a politician and all the arguments. Uh-huh. I can't imagine a politician deciding on this and that. And that's a core problem in, in the way I, I feel the left understands how democracy works. Because those people are, and that's uh, that's why the American approach is so mm-hmm. relevant here. I think I agree. They're uh, not they're not politicians. They are the beacons of democracy. <laughs> Seriously, you 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 may hate them. They're both. No, they represent us. They, they, I mean, David they, Bitan. I hate the fact that he is that he's a representative of a part of Israeli society, but he is. No, I I think <clears throat> that's not the point, though. You know, I think that uh, what they do, they use politics as a profession in order to become elected officials. And they're always thinking about the next election. They're always doing that because that's the way the system that's, works. It is so the way the system works. But the, that's how democracy th- works. N- that's how our democracy works. No, that's, how, that, that, that's the idea of democracy. No, is that they think about the next election. In the United States, it's, only true, it's only true twice. Okay? For you the can president. Only have, right. No, but, but for the whole government... Yeah, but it, if you're know, a minister, can... it's a totally different system. No, I'm not talking about congressmen. I'm talking about the government, the executive mm-hmm. part of the government, mm-hmm. who the Arashut yeah, HaMevatsat. Yeah, but, yeah, in, yeah. but in the, I don't know if in the UK they have limits of terms. But Germany. No, but they have different. The whole thing is when we're talking about democracy, for me, democracy means, first of all, you know, the, the majority. Okay, majority counts. But also basic rights which are either uh formed into a constitution which we don't have our base- basic rights are not in a constitution yeah. we don't have one which yeah. is a huge problem if we had a constitution this whole thing would not be so bad the, as it the is UK now the uk doesn't have a constitution either yes but it has but it has different checks and balances every I agree country that it has like a rich history of it's not just of, the history it's also the it's also that the uh you're right about the history, but it's also I, I'm not like familiar they have the Magna enough. Carta. <laughs> right, but they don't I actually a... checked about England, and okay. and the thing there is, in the end, uh, what it all goes to. Yes, the the, the minister appoints the judges. Um, in the end, it's very similar. But the the argument there for the anti-reform is that there, at the very, very, very end, you can appeal to the UN uh, Committee of Human Rights, something they're obligated okay. legally, the UK, still after to Brexit, the to, the, to the European... Uh, to or, the Union? To, to, not to the They European. are signed to this, it's called, I think, the, the Rome Accords or something like that, but mm. it's, it's like the Human Rights Council of the European right. Human Rights Council. Yeah. And if your rights are violated, even after Brexit, you can appeal to them, even if, yeah. the, if the Supreme Court... But the, the UN can knock down British legislation? They, they, can, they, they, can, can, they can sanction, they can enforce. Basically, the UK is obligated to uh, subdue to the decision of this committee. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's I, really interesting. Well, the thing is that when, what I'm saying is that every yeah. country 
has all kinds of checks and balances, okay? The European countries, are, most of them are under the EU. Yeah. So they're obligated to the EU. In the US, it's completely different. I mean, you have two, you have Congress and you have the Senate and you have, and you have a government which is, you know, can only serve two terms and you have a lot of checks and balances in the system. We don't have checks and balances in our system. And when today I was saying before- Today or after the reform? But today, we, the only real checks and balances that we have are the judiciary, okay? Uh. So what I'm saying is, okay, Maybe these checks and balances are not perfect. Not maybe. They're not perfect. There is a lot of problem with these checks and balances. But what the government wants now is to remove them. I think it doesn't want checks and balances. You have the parliamentary system, which requires super fraction, like factional uh, 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 constituency to make up a coalition, which is extremely hard. And but we it, saw but that. We, they go by their parties. You but see they, how they're voting. Yeah, but they but don't. But that's what I'm end. saying. So to, the, the, that's what I'm yeah. saying is that eventually they, the, the coalition falls apart. It's, it's, it's not nearly as stable as the U.S. system in the sense that nobody see, holds up for years. I don't see this years. coalition falling apart so fast. Maybe, but I'm saying if we judge by history, it has. And then you have... The, ju- the judges, and you have the attorneys general. And, and like, I don't but see any... But we don't have the judges and the attorney general anymore because you want to take that away. No, but I'm saying that, that's what I'm saying, that I don't, I want to take it away because I don't see any checks and balances on them. So I want to go back to that question, which but I didn't... But they're not the executive branch. No, but they, but today they have, have ultimate, they power. ultimate change. power. No, they don't have ultimate power. I don't think that's true to say, I, I don't think it's true to say that who the the branch that has the power is the executive branch it's the government okay now i it's definitely you know it it it, it's blocked by the judiciary many times more times than it should okay we'll agree on that but the the government is not balanced by the knesset because it dominates the knesset with its coalition and the and the coalition um discipline what we talked about before and the interests of the party to stay in the coalition especially the extremist ones who are not sure that they're going to reach this place again okay so they're going to vote on anything and the religious uh have their own ideas of what they want to vote on and the likud want to stay in power because everybody wants their job so they're going to vote with everybody and that's what we're seeing we're not seeing... The Likud always... Let's take the Likud, for example. Okay. Because the Likud have 32 mandates, 32 seats. Right. And at least, I don't know exactly, but let's say at least 10 or 15 of the Likud Knesset members mm-hmm. do not hold a, a role in the, in the government. Right, okay. but they're not the major... The major yeah. ones have gotten roles and have given their okay. fingers to... Yes, but let's say at every coalition, at least half of the big parties members of Knesset will not be in the government, okay? So it's not like they, they're just members of Knesset. Right. And the, what I think our listeners have to understand is that this, uh, how do we, <coughs> how did we call it? The, the, the veto? discipline. The discipline, it's a custom. It's, it doesn't abide you in any way. A, a member of Knesset in Israel is completely, completely, in the, the end of the day, independent. Theoretically. No, no. They're like, not independent. You, Nobody is saying anything. Look, I mean, in a moment I of see truth, them, you know, what if, is the moment of truth? I think we've reached the moment of truth a long time ago. <laughs> apparently we haven't. But, but, but first, of all, wait, first of all, I think we will going to see 
that because none of these laws passed yet and mm-hmm. we will going to see let's say let's take this example what's going on right now with the reform right you need you have you need 61 votes so if four members of the Likud mm-hmm. get together and make an alliance they can force the government to make any change But they're they afraid want. and they don't do it. Theoretically, you David are right. David Bittan already spoke about it. Yeah, and Yuli Edelstein. But, but never mind. But, but, but in theory, okay. It's very rare. I don't know. I'm, you know, they might do it. But the... It's possible. It's, it's very and, rare in the Likud. The Likud is dominated by Netanyahu. He tells everybody what to say. Notice how whenever something happens, all of a sudden, everybody tweets the same right thing. Line. Can we go through... Everybody uh, tweets the same thing. Elkin left the Likud recently, right? Saar left the Likud a while ago, but Elkin left the Likud pretty <coughs> They recently. They left it together, I think. No, yeah. Elkin, Elkin left the Likud like... Uh, no, Saar left the Likud de- a decade ago. Likud. Elkin okay. left a the Likud in the past ago. like a four few years. years. Ago. No, Saar left the Likud a decade ago. S- No no, yeah. no, 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 man. no, 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 Saal? no, no, no. Saal was in the Likud in, the, in, the, no. in 2019, in the first elections. Saal? Saal? Yeah. Yes, yeah. man, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Look it up later. Yes. He came Ask back Chad to the Likud. GPT. He left politics, then he yeah. came back to the Likud. And then when he yeah. came back, he came back to the Likud. Yes, yes. and oh, he was okay. number he four. He ran against Bibi. He was number four. Ah, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right, that's right. He was number four. So Saal, he didn't get a position because Bibi didn't like him. Elkin left the Likud. And I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I'm not... But those are the two very... They very, left. Very, uh, Sharen Askel left the Likud. But they didn't they're leave all, during, during the term. They left when there were elections, okay? They didn't leave and vote against the Likud. But, None of them. But None of them voted a, against the Likud. Fair point. Third, fair point. Uh, on, the, on the unity government of Gantz and Netanyahu, mm-hmm. the government fell because members of Knesset of Gantz... Mm-hmm. voted against the government without guns being without their boss being so you know we have presidents is what i'm saying we have we we have this happening a lot mm-hmm. in the other parties not the one that are uh for that have formed the coalition now okay see. so i think so what I, i mean s- i think it's a it's a point in their favor okay honestly okay It's uh, fair enough. Uh, They're a well-organized, well-disciplined group of people. Yeah, but that's what scares us. But everyone have a red light. <laughs> no, that's not, what wait, scares us. Think- They're going to do every, anything they want. They're all going to vote together. Nobody will be able to stand in their way. If my rights are abused, I can't even go to the court anymore. Give a, can you give a practice? You can't can go to the court. N- no, but they're going to override it. Yeah, they'll override it, which will be difficult. And the court can vote. It's vote not it going to be difficult votes. at all. They're all voting together. We just said so. No, no, the 32 vote together. But what about the other 32? Why wouldn't they vote with them? I think you're making it out to be... Like, as it, long as they get it out... You're making it out to be the, much simpler than it, than it, it is. It will be in practice. Than what it will be in practice. Like what's, a, what's, a, what's a concrete example of, of a, a scenario which actually scares you? Let's say all the reforms. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm saying that question. the scenarios during the... The first year, the, this year, 2023, are not that scary to me. The scenarios are things that I cannot imagine now. For example? Beca- I don't know. I can't, I'm saying that I can't imagine them because the things change. The murder all the firstborn okay. children? No, of course not. Like what? What's, no, 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 no. no. So I'm not going the there. What's the worst thing uh, you can imagine? Uh, I'm going to a place where uh, uh, they're taking over uh, Judea and Samaria. Amen. And making us into an apartheid state no, for real. But that, but that, 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 
That's a it's good. It's no, a great it's a example. Great example. I want us. I, I, it's you a know. great example because in a democracy, let's let's say it's a purely political thing. No, if they're gonna make us an apartheid state for real, and if they deport all gonna... the if they deport all the Arabs to Jordan, <laughs> yeah. If they no, really, you I'm know what's wondering. gonna happen then? A religious really, a religious war. Okay, we but, can't just but do just that. For the sake, uh, but let's say <laughs> we can't just let's, do that. But let's say you're for forgetting the sake, where we're situated. We're not. Let's say for the sake Norway. of the argument, there was a religious war, the Six Day War. No, the Forty Eight yeah, War. Okay, and yeah, you're, war. you're right. But we haven't had one in a, in a while. We don't okay. want another History one now that Iran itself. has, you know, is going to have a nuclear. You know, a nuclear I, I don't like I don't say, like two thousand six hundred terror attacks a year either. I agree. It's not much better. I agree. I'm not sure what's worse. Look, no, maybe we no. Just believe clean it, me. Maybe we just have like one big, you know, Pesach cleaning and no, I get rid agree, of it all. I agree that we are living in an in an impossible situation, but I don't see an an end game. I think the what we I, what I see has been going on in the past decade is that Israel is trying to make coalitions with other Arab countries, making it making it worth their while to be our friends. And to, in order to reach a solution with the Palestinians through the other Arab countries, because obviously we can't do anything But with their current leadership. Let's get back to the example. Because yeah. I think, let's say in 20 years, mm -hmm. this future, let's say that Smotrich has 50 mandates in the Knesset, okay? And the Haredi have 20, right. okay? And let's say... People like me will not be able to live here. Okay. That's the, yeah. that's the truth. Okay. We won't be able okay. to live here. I get it. I'm not sure I could, but let's say that's the scenario. I'm not sure either. Okay, but if that's the scenario and and they decide they want to go on war with mm -hmm. the Palestinians, the second in independence war, mm -hmm. okay, and do another 48, because we did it once. It's not unprecedented, right? Yeah, let's say, let's say. It was a long time ago. Okay, but let's say that's what the majority that's wants. That's what they want. That's mm -hmm. what the majority wants. What so what you're saying is yeah. we should have a court... Which will impose them not to do it. And I don't see how it, how it, because if they want to do it, then in 20 years, they'll disperse look, the court. And, and What look. you're advocating for is like a, a, a Syrian situation where an Alawite minority no, 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 rules no. over no. a, uh, no, right? No, no, no. What no, I'm okay. saying is that we have to be a lawful state if we want to be, you know, If we want to be considered a Western state among the world, if we want to keep our relationship with the U.S., if we want to keep our relationship with Europe, we have to be a lawful state. If we're going to start doing things that are unlawful and truly become an apartheid state that, you know, even if there would be a majority That's for what it, minority dictators say. If we, I mean, especially if Arab countries, Israel they say, would cease we want to, to be exist. a Western country. I think Israel would cease to exist. No, but uh, okay? I get... I get we're, if we're not going to listen to all the people who are talking these days and know what they're talking about because, you know, they served in very high posts and secret posts in the military. And they're saying, if we don't have the United States on our side... Yeah, I don't we, buy we it. Have not, you we, don't they, buy it? They weren't on our side in the Six-Day War and we won. But what I'm saying is, we won. We didn't. We had... Uh, Czech support, and uh, yes, that's but, it. But you can't compare that. You cannot compare that. It was a completely... I can. <laughs> I can. I just did. I did. But I get it. I get what you're saying. You can't you don't, compare you, it. It was a different world. It was a different world. We were in a different place. But look, but we can't... But it's, I think we it's a bad argument. That. The America is... Because we can't make... A, like 
like the most basic decisions of how we run our, who runs our life and how do we run our lives in our country based on what he will think and what she will think i think the arguments should be like more practice because also you know i can take this argument and spin it around like some would say that mm-hmm. we bombed the ap building in gaza that was a crime against uh, humanity I, you know it, it it's we're limitless. walking a very thin line why did i do my study in the new, uh, about the new york times because israel is walking a very very fine line okay needing the U.S. for the vetoes in the U.N., needing uh, the European Union. You know, we need these countries because if we're not going to be in alliance with them because of our shared values and the, the fact that they know that we are a lawful country, it's going to be very hard for Israel to exist. America Why has been they, allied with dictatorships. That's true. The, the, that's true, but they're yeah. not. But the, 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 like Interests. Saudi Arabia, Yes. so they broke up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not the same. Israel and the U.S. It's a different kind of relationship. Okay. We we can ruin it, but I wouldn't advise us values. to do it. It's a shared it's value. A, exactly. It's a mix. If, it's a mix of values and interests. Yeah. Is, I agree. Israel's technological advancements. I and, agree that it's a mix. They need us. We need them more. Okay. We should always remember that. And I think that when we're having these, you know, these very uh, heated arguments. We tend to forget all kinds of things. It's like, you know, when, when you're here in, in, in your very cute apartment and everything is fine and we're doing the podcast, we're not thinking about the fa- foundations of the building, right? I mean, we're not like, wait, we're not like walking around saying, wow, the foundations of this building are amazing. How did, how did you come up with these foundations? Because they're there. We don't see them, but we, we would not be able to be here And the, the building would collapse on us if there was anything But wrong with it. But it's just them. not factual. And we're playing we, around we with, with our foundations. Without, we were founded without American support. We fought our most difficult wars without American support. We'll be fine without American support. But even if you think it's foundational, I think that Viktor Frankl's logotherapy like, comes very much in use. The okay. idea that the more you want something, the less likely you are to attain it. Uh, he had a he had a patient Victor Frankel man's search for of meaning of course I know I he love had a, him he had a, a patient who I'm waiting would, to I'm waiting to hear because I don't remember this so okay. he had a patient his logotherapy is the more you want something yeah. the harder it is to attain and he had a patient who would perspire profusely like sweat profusely okay and he worked on with him to not want to stop perspiring meaning because his patient would always want to like just stop sweating like i'm sweating so much i'm sweating so much and he, he yeah. would just sweat would more get and more him, yeah he said okay. stop caring like you don't care to sweat sweat it's great so i'm saying you know what the idea that like we need american support like no american we support, do need it the best way to attain american support is but to be how, confident in ourselves how did and not you give a shit about that? american support I, so what you're saying is let's not listen to all the security experts they know nothing They I'm don't saying our groveling for American support where we're, we're going to decide our internal politics we're, based on what America will do is going to, is, I think, uh, uh, calling into question our spine and ultimately will lead to a place where America won't and support if us. And if I may ask you, Lilach, what do you say to those who say, okay, I listen to all those experts mm-hmm. and yet the majority wants otherwise. Now, what do you, okay, what do you say to those who say, okay, we heard all your arguments. And let's say even we went to a referendum, okay, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. And you, uh, you had the majority for a yes mm-hmm. for the reform. 
after all those arguments and everything the media then says. Then there would be a reform. If we went to a referendum mm-hmm. and, and more, than 60, uh, more than 50% of the people in Israel would want the reform, there would be a reform. So your but main argument... But we would cease to be a democracy. Okay, but... but it okay. would happen, yes. Maybe. You don't no, know for sure. No, not maybe. Because democracy... Sure. Listen, the, what I'm saying is, you know, if we had a constitution and our rights were were secured in in a in like the rules of the game were clear and nobody could change them and only a very special majority could change the rules of the game like in other countries that have a constitution then you could play around with it right and therefore we would be you know what Uh, cease to be a democracy maybe that's uh very extreme but we would be a lot less democratic than we are but today. what it means is that even if in the end the reforms won't pass you're only postponing the problem right because eventually we'll get eventually we'll get to the same to the same problem if not now then in five years not in five years in ten years i think it's i i agree and i think it's going to blow in our faces and if you ask me our biggest problem is communication and that's why I came here because mm-hmm. the way we communicate to get today I think is very dangerous I think it's taking us to very dangerous places and I think you know we don't give enough respect to people with knowledge and and understanding which is greater than ours on in many fields and uh, you know whoever tweets the best joke is uh, is the one that we're gonna maybe vote for and maybe believe even if it's completely fake you know fake news or something that's completely false and I think this is our biggest problem today which is not only in Israel this is the way it's affecting us today but I think the problem of communication and understanding the truth and respecting knowledge it also you know also takes us back to the chat GPT I think we're in a very very dangerous place. This is the way that it's forming in Israel. This is the, these are the, the implications in Israel. I don't think but, that, I don't think that, um, I think that that's actually, it's funny because I disagree. I almost think the opposite. I think that the r- Israelis' respect for knowledge is like, is, it, it, we want a plutocracy more than we want a democracy. And that's why we have attorneys general that have override over their ministers because we have this a belief in like experts mm-hmm. in the fact that, and that's why we, we believe in a centralized system and we're very socialist because we think that things can be managed and everybody, certain people can have, uh, I, I think, uh, can have, truth. yeah, an objective truth and can, can, can have a lot of knowledge centralized within one person. I think that actually true democracy is, I don't know if any if you're gonna agree with it but I think true democracy is more of a conservative or, or, or a liberal idea a, a capitalist idea sorry a capitalist idea because mm-hmm. it, it, it within true democracy is the idea that the real knowledge is in the masses real knowledge is you put something out to a vote and whatever the majority says is most and likely every individual true. is opinion is as good as, as the expert that's yeah. true. That's true, I agree, but that's exactly why you need a strong judiciary, which will be independent, because, you know, the majority can take you to places that are beyond the law. No. Yes. You, the majority can take can you... Can totally no, do that. No, the majority the, decides the law. the law. The majority can take you to places that are immoral. I agree with you. 
the majority can take you to places that are immoral, mm-hmm. but morality and the law are not the same thing. And I, and I think it's a grave, so, grave listen, mistake to, to conflate tomorrow, the two. You wanted some examples. Tomorrow they can decide that uh, I can't take out take money out of Israel and, and uh, put it in a bank. Tomorrow they can Europe. decide that you have to wear a skirt. I'm not talking about that. No, no, I'm saying I, I don't even find that, that that's so yeah. extreme. That That's democracy. And if you don't want to, I, and I agree, I wouldn't want to live in that that's country either. That's not democracy. Yeah, of course it's no, democracy. No, it isn't. That's just it because, you know, in Egypt, they had elections. The majority voted for the Muslim Brotherhood and they did not have a democracy. Okay? The Why majority, not? Why not? Be, because the Muslim Brotherhood are not democratic. Democratic did they is elections? human rights. No, there was a coup. There, there was, was a, a coup. There was coup. a coup. There was a military coup, and there they were, canceled elections. Yes. yes. So then they're not democratic. No, no. They the were, only they thing were that measures not, your democ- democracy is no. whether or not you have regular free. elections. No. Free, no, no, no. Free and secure elections. No, that's not true. Look it up, in ChatGPT. You look uh, it up. I uh, actually. I'm going to look it up. Look can it up. I, I will. Yes. Go ahead. No, because the definition. No, ChatGPT. ChatGPT is biased. But on Wikipedia, if you go to ChatGPT. Is it liberal? I will agree with you that different people, I had this conversation with a thousand people, and like definitions differ of democracy. But on Google, I mean, if you look at it, it is a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of a state, typically through elected representatives. A state governed by democracy, control of an organization, basically rule of the people, the practice or principles of social equality. No. No, but the if you go to Wikipedia, if you go equality. to Wikipedia, you do the, have rights, though. You, but the, the rights come from democracy is a form of no. government. This is Wikipedia. Democracy no, is a form of government it. in which wait, democracy is a form of government. Wikipedia in which the people have the authority to deliberate and decide legislation or to choose governing officials to do so. Period. And okay, then you know. have extras. All the rest is bonus. No, it's not bonus. It's part of like democracy. the third definition on Google, which is the practice of principles of social equality, like Sababa. That's it's what. The, but what they mean by is, social equality, I think, is that everybody has an equal vote. No, it means that there are certain rules, rules of the game of democracy. Okay, Israel was established without establishing the rules of the game. We started making laws before we had. The you know that's a constitution, right? But the constitution is not is an the inherent ra- part of a democracy. Of course, it, well, it's it could be. No, okay? agreed. Well, but I'm saying there a are systems systems that uh, guard the the rights of every human being in the country, whether by the way whether they live here and they are citizens or not. That's not. Uh, that's it, democracy. No. Yes. Okay, yes. so then we just are having a semantic debate. It's not, well, you know. Can we agree that if the reforms pass, that the people have more power? The majority has more I'm power? I'm not sure. Because it's not a referendum. No, and there are a lot no, of but, a, a lot of uh, Likud no, but, people and Sionud Datit that are out there on the streets and they don't want the reform. No, okay, but I'm saying if the So ref- we don't know. We don't even know if it's the majority. No, but they cannot want the reform, but... Uh, I'm still this asking reform. a very rational question. If we if we give more power to the to the body, which is the representative body of the people who vote for the Knesset, and we maintain you're giving it to secu- the executive branch, not to the Knesset. The Knesset is is weak. How the Knesset is weak because it's dominated by the government, and the government has uh, a coalition discipline, and 
it dominates the Knesset. I, I think it. this I is the ninety percent. Okay, I'll give you a statistic. Okay, ninety percent of the rules yeah. of the the laws. Sorry, of the laws that were ever passed in Israel, you can look that up. Yeah. Were uh, were you. passed by the coalition, and not the opposition, which means that the government rules the Knesset. No way, but of course, what? Of course. Of course. <laughs> they have 90%, the majority. 90% of the laws are passed by the coalition. Yes. they're the majority. But doesn't that make sense? But that's that gives power to the government and not the Knesset. No, if the, the Knesset... But if the government the, gets its power from the Knesset. Yeah, but You're, it's just... It's but that's vice- semantic. If we ha- if the Knesset was indiv- was separated from the government, okay, and people were to be elected to a, a parliament without being part of the government with a coalition discipline and having to vote with a coalition and depending on the coalition for their job or maybe being minister or not or be- maybe you know being favored by the prime minister or not, then it would be like that. But at the moment, the Knesset is weak. It doesn't have. It doesn't this really is the have power. This fundamental. I think uh, the government yeah, think, rules the Knesset, I think and the now it wants to rule the, the judiciary. I think the coalition rules the government. The government's subject to and also the whims. The Knesset. No, the government is subject to the whims and 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 whatever desires of every member of Knesset. Tomorrow. Right. Like Naor said, four of them can, f- can bring down can, the entire government and we can, go to elections. Yeah, can that's emasculate or the not. entire or not. But if that's, their interests but are that's different. That's a check and balance. That's a check and balance. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's in not your enough. Opinion, yeah. And you know what? It's not enough. Even more in 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 these times when we have so much fake news, and we don't really, and we ha- we are so binary in our thinking and in our arguments, and. I think this, this, the fact that all of this is happening in 2023, we can't overlook that either. And you know what's a great, by the way, I just want to add, you know what's, why it's such a good system? It's amazing. The more I think about it, it's just ingenious. Really, the incentive structure for a member of Knesset to rebel is what? Elections. Yeah, but what in election that he'll get more votes in the meaning he will he will be rewarded with a larger constituency meaning nobody's going to leave the coalition Do you see if somebody, they believe okay I'll ask yeah, you something did Do you see yeah but she did it the other way around what, no she felt like she was losing look, constituency and want, she thought okay you know what maybe and I and, and I think it was one of the most bomb like abysmal governments or coalitions that existed in the last I don't know two decades. It was awful. I think a lot of the voters of Yamina felt that they were being betrayed. And she realized, I think, she had a moment of, of sobriety and was like, wait a second, you know what? Next elections, I'm probably going to be screwed. You're just forgetting that she was also threatened, okay? And she was very scared. And she wanted the constituency. I, I agree with that. <coughs> But I think she was also threatened by uh, people who have become... unified in their thinking in what they say nothing I, I don't see any Knesset members in the Likud speaking differently from each other I'm sorry I don't see it de facto I but I think and so I don't see her doing that again because she would be scared in the disengagement but this is you're talking 18 years ago so what? it's a completely <laughs> it's different for, it's time not, it's not it that is, long ago it is very but long just ago just to finish the point in the disengagement the Likud so, so, some Like half of it or <coughs> even right. most of it 
Um, You're right. We're not there anymore. We're not there anymore. That's exactly. You know, the history repeats itself. It's a wheel. I don't know if we could be again, because I think that what we have here is is really in it's very complex okay what i'm seeing i'm seeing a government which is very extreme i'm seeing a prime minister which is you know he can be extorted because he he has very big and understandable personal interests i see uh very uh frightening interests of the religious and also of the religious zionism and all of this together with the fake news, with the unified thinking, with, uh, you know, all the, the media that obviously, uh, you know, if I'm taking something from here today, it's the fact that you guys view this whole thing that's happening on social media completely differently from me. I, I see it as a very, very frightening thing, which, uh, which you know, it, it doesn't enable people to talk. It, 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 it just splits them apart. And, and or uh, they are already split apart. And, and no, 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 because we've never been this split up. And I started, we, you know, when we started... The ex- kind of, the, you're like before, like the Etzel and the Lechi and the Haganah and... Oslo. I, nahon. Oslo. We've had our differences. Yes. Definitely. I think definitely had our differences. Yeah. But I see a different thing happening today. And I think that saying what happened in history, because of the way the communication works today, it doesn't... It's, it's not relevant anymore. We're living in new times. And it's the, the technology and the communication, you know, they're messing with our minds. And I'm not sure we're all aware of it. I'm not sure we're all perceiving it in the same way. We probably aren't. But uh, I think that the people who are out on the street are very, you know, I think people are also sick and tired of being pushed around and beat up on social media and otherwise and being uh, treated as anarchists and uh, terrorists while they know that they've given the best of their uh, the, the 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 best that they can and the, their best years to the country and they're just not going to put up with it anymore uh, uh, so it's all together you know it's it's a very complex no, situation yeah, no, no. it's since not just the reform since it's like two coalition voters against opposition voter probably mm-hmm. you know in the end i think most of coalition voters look at the protest and say i went out i voted i won the elections our our, our side won the I elections i understand it and now and through violence extremism I my 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 representative violent my, extreme who's violent violent extremism no. they're blocking, blocking streets blocking streets some they're, of them are blocking they're beating streets. up people in their cars I mean I saw plenty of videos of people being violent and but you know I'm not saying that they're all violent I'm saying and I'm not the vast majority of them aren't but I'm saying there are parts of it that are violent the general idea of going out to the streets and, and yelling generally is I think uh, a demonstration of power which is fine you're allowed mm-hmm. to demonstrate but I'm saying it's still a minority of the population meaning so in a and it wants extreme, its rights this the, minority no, wants no, 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 its no. rights no but the on the extreme it's violent and in as an in, in the essence of it is just a powerful demonstra- a power a demonstration of power through that undemocratically, they are scaring my representative official, my elected representatives into backing off of legislation, which I knowledgeably and, Send them to and, doom. and so, soberly voted for them 
and send them to do, do you, in a so democracy. So you, you would want to vote? Final point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what I just want to know is that you would want to vote for something that would uh, hurt your rights as an individual. No. This is what you, you're doing with you're the reform. You're giving me two options. You're, you're, <laughs> you're giving me, you're making okay. a, a, a claim of like direct, co- uh, cor- not correlation, even connection, causation. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm voting for something which potentially could hurt my rights, but I don't believe I, A, wouldn't want to live in a country that is uh, where I am coercing the majority to live by my values. So that's actually what's going to happen it's like, because the religious are going to be a majority here. No, at I'm some saying point. I don't want to live in a country where I am coercing the majority to live by my values. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, I'd take 20 people, get some 20 strong guys and let's go to, I don't know, uh, Lebanon and force everybody to live according to my rules. Like I'm not a pirate. So I, I, I recognize the power of the majority. I don't want to live in a country and force the majority to live according to my values, A. And B, I have a strong belief in the Jewish people and in the goodness of, their, of our values. And I don't believe that we're going to live in some um, totalitarian, totalitarian uh, state that, that lacks individual freedoms, largely. He's an optimist. He's an optimist. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Okay. But uh, I want to hear what you think. Uh, I think that it could totally happen. Yeah. Uh, because I think we are being led at the moment by, by people who have, uh, who their values are not, you know, in line with your values or with my values. That's how I see them. And I think they can do things that are very extreme and change the country's character for a very long time in a very bad way. Do you think if I, I'm sorry I can't I final, can't. Final. Do you think if that they are if they were the majority like no or hypothetically asked before, it would be legitimate for them to? Yes, but I think something different is going on here at the moment because you know I, I'm looking. I think it's at, a powerful minority. I think there, are, I, I, as I said in the beginning, there are 32 representatives which are religious and religious Zionists, and 32 which are not, but their interests at the moment. Are, you know, I feel that the Likud used to be a party that I could even vote for and I have voted for, you know, in the past. Today, I see them going in a direction that I just don't understand. Most of them, okay? Not all of them, but too many of them, fair. let's say. Okay? So I, I don't know the, what they're going to the, do. I don't know what they're capable of. Fair, fair. Yeah. I have to say, first of all, kudos to you for coming on the show and for dealing with us Two, two dumb Jewish boys. Sorry, if we, no, you're not <laughs> dumb at all. It was no, a very good to, uh, conversation. Uh, our our uh, people comment. You cut the guests. You don't let them speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're very. Uh, no, we're you were sorry. great. You were very polite. Really. But uh, but I think the uh, kudos goes to you for for taking. The, it's also not easy to be like two against one and like. No, but the, you guys were totally fair. I so guess we really appreciate it. Really. Yeah. And it was a good conversation. And thanks for having me. Thanks Definitely for coming. Was, thank you. Okay. See you on the next one, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.